the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. With over 120 million happy users, Theorem Reach is helping app developers make more money with fun, rewarded surveys that you can easily add to your app. Go check out theoremreach.com to learn more. Want to double your downloads using ASO? Check out appmastersacademy.com to discover our exact ASO strategies to grow your downloads. That's appmastersacademy.com. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to another YouTube Live. We're getting fancy with this stuff, right? I'm getting used to this YouTube live streaming stuff. Got some cool video animations today. It's all about answering your questions, of course, but also roasting some apps that you guys have submitted as part of our partnership with Theorem Reach. And so we're going to be analyzing a couple of different games with this guy right here. He's back again. The first one yes. went so well. We went, we brought him back on to do the same thing, but he is the co-founder CEO of Theorem Reach, Tom Hammond. And you got to have to check out Theorem Reach. They're going to help you add rewarded surveys into your apps that are going to make you more money. So Tom, welcome back. Great to be here. Always really fun to do these with you. Yeah. Hey guys, so do me a favor, say hi in the comments below and let me know what is your favorite mobile game right now. And Tom, you got a favorite mobile game right now that you're playing? You know, I've actually re-downloaded Clash of Clans after not playing it for several years. And I, I've kind of like been digging it again. Like they made some changes and it seems a lot more fun. A few of my friends that I was playing with before are also playing again. So. Uh, I, I would have to go for Clash of Clans, yeah. <laughs> I like it, man. So I've been playing this game called Retro Bowl, and I'm going to pull it up on my phone for you because I think it's really cool. Now, I might be – I'm obviously a little bit older than you, Tom, but, like, it reminds me of Tecmo Bowl, and it is so fun. So check it out. It's <laughs> called Retro Bowl. But my son and I have been really, really digging it, and it's a fun game. But I'm going to take that out. Actually, here, let me take this out. So one thing that I wanted to – talk about with you, Tom, there was a, before we get into some of the content. So here are the apps that we're going to be looking at action puzzle and Joe Kim. I actually paid for your app. So you owe me a dollar, but we're going to look at your game and sort of analyze it for you. And then we've got horse riding tracker here and then legend of WWE. So we got these three apps that we're going to roast and give you some critical feedback on. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about before we went into this, Product Hunt just released this feature, Tom, here called Text Us. And what it is, is, you know, it's to for people to opt in for early versions of apps. So I thought it was a really cool way. And obviously, we got a lot of app developers here. Really cool way for us to submit our early test flight versions into Product Hunt. So if you click this link, you get to go here and then you guys can start this sort of survey and just fill out this form. But if you've got a test flight, if you're in pre-order mode, which I always recommend, if you've got an app that you're about to launch, go into pre-order mode because you can go into pre-order mode for about three months, 90 days, and you can submit new builds. So it doesn't have to be a ready app, but it allows you to be in there, submit test flights. And so do a product hunt early type of launch on product hunt and submit your test flight there too. Cool. All right. So I wanna say hi to a few people. Hi, Tian, you showed up early. Technology world. Adam, what's up? True dreams, always good to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. 
Leandro, you're always here. Joe, what's up? Demetrios, you're always here as well. Thank you guys for always being here. Oh, your friend Mike. Our friend Mike is here too. And then Call of Duty Mobile. Cool. My favorite is Call Odd. What is that one? You guys tell me. Great. All right, Tom, anything new that you want to talk about on your end? Uh, I think the only notable thing, uh, we're gearing up to be launching this new monetization minute where you know every day I spend couple minutes just kind of going over one, you know, monetization tip or trick or something that you should be thinking out about. Um, so I know that's going to be up on our website uh, pretty soon if it's not live already. Um, so I, I encourage you guys all to check that out, listen in, uh, think about how you can use that to improve your app. A lot of it, you know, deals with your user psychology and how can you think about uh, applying our you know, predefined dispositions towards things into your app to really boost your engagement and ultimately your, your revenue retention. Awesome. So Demetrio said, I actually integrate there and reach into my connect connect game. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Good Welcome. stuff, Demetrius. All right. True Dreams has a question for you, Tom. I got a question. Where can we sell our Android game if it's not doing good on the Play Store or App Store? You got any feedback for him? So, I mean, I think the first thing I'd want to do, and, and maybe you should submit your app for a, a full-on roast here, but we'd probably want to check out the, the game and the experience and, and really understand why is it not doing well on the Google Play Store or App Store? Because if it's not doing good there, chances are just going to another store won't fix whatever core fundamental problems are in there. And it, you know, it could be as simple as the first-time user experience. Um, the first 10 minutes is where like 80% of your players are going to churn. And if you don't have an optimized first time user experience, they download the game and then they, you know, toss it and go somewhere else to find something that does engage them a little bit faster. Um, so a lot of times those small tweaks, especially in the beginning of a game can have a significant, uh, improvement on overall, you know, retention rates and things, but we'd have to do a deep dive. Um, so my first recommendation would be, let's see if we can fix it within the Google Play Store and App Store uh, before, you know, looking for other things. Yeah, what what I would say is if you're, I agree with you, Tom. So if there, if there is a way to fix it, try to fix it. If you can, if you really do want to sell it, there's a recommendation, flippa.com. I've used a couple of different services like the Topia and Flippa. I found Flippa to be the easiest in terms of transitioning the app over to the buyer, but that's another platform that you can check out if you really wanted to sell your game on there. Be realistic in terms of like the downloads and the revenue you're generating. But like Tom said, like figure out ways to do it, to fix it. And if you still can't fix it, but you really evident, you eventually want to sell it, go check out flippa.com as well. Cool. And then we've got some other questions coming in. Great, man. This is awesome. So why don't we just get started with the roasting then? Shall we? I wish I had some cool sound effects. All right. <laughs> <laughs> for next time man all right here we go so let's take a look at this particular app action puzzle so what sorry i'm gonna pull this up real quick what yo kim joe kim said the game does have doesn't have many downloads it's a paid game it's a one dollar game but it was featured by apple last year but it's nearly invisible today so advice on really how do we grow downloads with this? And then we're gonna take a look at the app as well, but any thoughts on your end, Tom? So I think inherently, you know, paid apps are always going to have way fewer downloads than a, a freemium app. Um, and you should never, you know, 
rely on Apple or Google for features to get, you know, a boost to your app. Like that's going to be a nice boost if you have it, but you've got to have the underlying, you know, user acquisition stuff going on um, outside of that. Um, so one thing that I did notice in the game, I, I also purchased it. So you get another dollar for me. Um, no, he owes us the dollar. So he owes us too. <laughs> <laughs> well, within the, like the very beginning screen, um, it had the ability to like unlock everything else. And when I clicked into there, it looked like that was free. So it almost seems like you've had your app as freemium where you unlock it by paying a dollar and then you flipped it to pay a dollar first and then you get the rest of it for free. Um, mm. I don't know, I, I would be curious to see like the results of you know revenue from before or after, but definitely if you want more downloads, you could start getting into the like making it free and then charging a fee for the full version kind of a thing. Um, it, it does have the parents area thing, um, which I was gonna give it to my daughter uh, later today, um, let her play around with the puzzle a little bit. I think she'd enjoy it. Um, obviously, you know, with the parents area, it's probably for a kid. Um, so you really wanna cater your marketing towards parents more than anything else. Um, so looking at their, you know, download page. I don't know, like as a parent that it's evident that like, this is for my daughter. Like, is this for me? Is this for my daughter? Um, Cause if it's for me, I, I don't know that I would necessarily download this, but if it's very clear that like, this is a puzzle for my three-year-old that could occupy her time so I can get something done, that's gonna sell me as a person a lot more than what I'm currently seeing here in the app store. Um, let's see what else we got in here. I agree. I had no idea. Like until I saw this part where it was, it had this little parent area. I had no idea judging from the app store presence that it was even made for kids. So really call out the fact that it's kids. I would at, try to increase the price to one ninety nine because, you know, back in the day when I had paid apps with kids apps, it mm -hmm. would convert and we saw more revenues at the 199 point standpoint than the the other you know going 99 so yes you had less downloads pay downloads but again you made more you ended up actually making more revenue when you charge a little bit more and it gives you the flexibility to try out apple search ads so whether it's puzzles you obviously have more like airplane feel to it but you can try search ads basic and just be like hey apple i can only pay you a dollar or a dollar 20 so that you make money off of that and see if that well that will perform well yeah i would also um yeah if you look at increasing the price there um you could even start to look at some of those different user acquisition channels like facebook or uh, iron source folks that are out there um, and see if they can put together a video, you know, something that's engaging of like a child that's like having fun learning, doing puzzles or something like that while the parents able to sit back and relax. Uh, maybe I'm a little biased here of having crazy kids around, but like if I can give her something that is going to occupy her, but also, you know, teach her something useful and good, like doing a puzzle um, is, is better than just watching TV in my opinion. Um, so I think if you can cater towards those emotions of the parent, they're much more likely to spend, it doesn't matter, two, $3, whatever. So um, I think definitely increasing the price and then looking at some of those user acquisition channels, getting into the paid ROI, you can actually, you know, really start to drive that growth there. Yeah. And one of my favorite campaigns that I always say, 
that I do to this day. So even joking, if you were a paid app, you can make this free for a couple of days. It looks like you still have monetization in the game. So let me X out of this. What you can do is you can make it free, pitch a website here. Let me look at this real quick. So why are you making me do math, man? All right. <laughs> there you go. So I can unlock remaining. Oh, it's says free. That's what you're saying, right, Tom? Yeah. Um, it's all free. So that's a little weird. It's a little, yeah, it's a little weird that you're doing this. So I think you're right. So what you can do, there's a couple of things you can do, Joakim. So you can make this, if you're going to keep it paid, you can make it free. That And you pitch a site called App Advice. And you tell Tyler, hey, I'm going, I'm making my app free for a couple of days. Would you want to? Would you want to cover it? They cover it. It'll drive thousands of downloads and then boom, you'll get that going. And then obviously make this in-app purchase paid again. You should get more people paying for this. That's mm -hmm. what we've seen in the past. Or the other thing that you can do is make it a free app and then make these in-app purchases free. And then Tyler tell Tyler that these in-app purchases are free. I would probably go vice versa because then you can make more money. But that's what I would, that's how you can drive more downloads too. Yeah. I yeah. mean, go on. Go ahead. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the app itself, like, it, it feels like a pretty nice game. Um, there's different things in here. Um, you could probably even double down on like the, the kid stuff and, and make some like more maps or uh, more unlockable maps. So, of the people that are in there, can you? add some more content that will get parents to spend more. So rather than just having the full version, like, you know, if you do 99 cents for like each new map or something like that. Um, Cause you know, it's just kind of a puzzle game. So I would assume it'd be pretty easy to, to make some more art um, that's, you know, kid friendly and just increase the amount of time that they're in here. Um, the other thing you might consider doing is um, creating like a, uh, a sticker board or something. So like every time mm -hmm. they successfully complete a puzzle, give them a, a sticker that they get to draw up and, and kind of retain that um, just because kids really like getting those kind of rewards and stuff. And that'll increase the likelihood that the kids will want to play the game more. And if you add these new screens, you can kind of increase your overall, you know, LTV of those players because the parents are going to purchase the other maps. Yeah. agree. I like how this moves like the, you see how the plane's kind of moving. There's some animation. I don't like this though. Usually I've, you know, my son, my, when my kids were tiny, they used to play these type of games, but usually when you mess up, like it would just go back here, you put it here and then just go back. That's the wrong area. So I, yeah. I would play around with that, especially targeting the, think about the age group that you're targeting because some of that, sometimes they'll just get confused. Like, okay, how come it's not working? So if this is wrong, push it back here. Cause right now, if it's right, sure you'll slide it in even then look it's not oh well, maybe then yeah so i would fix some of these little issues yeah you might there. be able to play i think it's noggin we, we just got a noggin uh subscription um and and they have a bunch of games like paw patrol games and like making robots using some of nickelodeon's ip and stuff uh, but a lot of those games use those little like mechanics of like if you drag it in the wrong spot too many times like it'll drop it back or it'll like highlight and tell you like where to bring it just really catering towards that younger audience so you could probably steal a lot of those you know usability features for kids that will increase or decrease the likelihood that they'll get frustrated and quit um, which is what you don't want 
patience. <laughs> Trust me, kids have very little patience. I had my son, the first time he played my first ever game, he just like played it, swiped it, and exit out of it. Granted, he was like 18 months at the time, but he hit that home button so fast. It was like so disheartening. Like, you know how much time I spent on that? And he hit it so fast. The kids are very, very impatient. And if you can't get some of these things right, what I would do, Joe Kim, is give it to a kid. Like, see how well they play with it. You can learn a lot from it. Then you've developed a really good looking game in terms of what it does. Look at this. It's great, right? Like, I finished the puzzle and it, you got all this animation. So that's great. Some little subtle things. I love what Tom said about the stickers. I know we used to play, my kids used to play Money Monkey Preschool. They had like a suite of games and apps and they used to play that a lot. And they did that a lot too, where you finish one and then they go something else. So kids always love it when things are moving, right? Like you go from one scene to the next scene, to the next scenes, to the next scenes, and it's constantly moving. Whereas we adults, we can kind of be patient about it and really figure out the puzzles. They, it, the monkey preschool, what I really loved about the app was it was always changing everything. And then when they finished something, it would take them to a sticker and they, they love making these little stickers or one app we saw was they had to build their own aquarium and then they love putting little fish into the aquarium. It was just a good change of pace. So think of the change of pace when it comes to kids apps. Definitely. Cool. we got a question. All right. So true Deems asks, Steve, this question is for you. What is more important? Title, short description, long description. I mean, what should we focus on? Which helps us more drive downloads? True Dreams, where have you been, bro? It's always the title. So the, the most important keywords that you want in, the, in your ASO is going to be the title. That has the most weight with anything. So the title is the most important. The usual follow-up question is, should I repeat it? We haven't seen too many good results while, while repeating it. I have heard from others saying that repeating the keyword tends to help them, but I've personally tried it. Maybe the keyword was too competitive and we haven't seen a any increase in keyword rankings because we're increasing it. All right. Anything to add for that, Tom? No, pretty good. All right. All right. Here's for a question from Will. If one is so lucky to be approached by a game publisher, should we avoid game publishers or promote the game on our own? Assuming your game is making good money. What do you think, Tom? Well, I think that depends on your definition of good money and what your goals are. Um, <clears throat> so probably one of the main advantages that a publisher has is vast pockets for user acquisition. Um, and user acquisition is very expensive, very competitive. Um, and not only that is it competitive, but to create the content to, you know, really, you know, change your CPI from, you know, 50 cents to 40 cents or whatever, like it can take a lot of different iterations and testing and stuff that as a, you know, single person or a small studio, it's very difficult to spend all the time and energy and effort to do that. But publishers have entire teams that are spec'd out to do that. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's a balance. Um, I, I know some folks that have done it all themselves. Um, I know a lot of folks that do find really great relationships with publishers uh, because they have all those teams. And then the other thing is, is I would look at the publisher and what sort of live services they're able to offer you and help, uh, especially from like a tools perspective, because, you know, a game like this might be okay for children because they're going to be engaged with the same content, but for, you know, adults that, want variation and they want new things like you have to constantly be pushing updates and things to your app um, and if you don't have the right tools to be able to push those updates frequently over the air automatically 
um, you're just gonna, you know, struggle to do that. Um, so I, I would definitely consider it, but you want to pay close attention to the terms. And, you know, if your app is making good enough money, can you push on those terms? So, you know, rather than a 50-50 split, like, can you take more of it since they're just offering user acquisition or what else can they bring you? I like it, Tom. Hey, let me ask you from a theorem reach perspective, are you seeing different ways and something I wanted to talk to you about maybe creating a different video in the future. Are you guys seeing different ways where people are incorporating rewarded surveys or any type of monetization techniques? I know I created a video just recently and said, try this. And I was like, monetize off of patients. Like if people like these, what I used was phase 10 and having like stamina points. And then you use this different energy every time you play a game and you run out, obviously you can watch a rewarded video or you can put a rewarded survey. You can play, you can fill out a reward survey so that you get more life and then you play the game. Are you seeing any clever ways in terms of monetization on your end? Yeah, I've seen some that work well. I've seen some that don't work well. Like um, one publisher uh, decided to try an experiment with rewarded surveys where they made a completely separate currency for their game. It was like a, a game where you could collect different um, cars and such. And so they made special limited cars that were only available with the survey currency. Um, and it worked well at first. Um, they had like 10 or $20 worth of, you know, car content. Um, players took a bunch of surveys, they got those cars, but then they stopped taking surveys because there was no more content for them to purchase. And, you know, when you're in the, the content creation business, like you've got to keep pumping out new stuff to be able to capitalize on that. And so um, we ended up kind of shifting our recommendation and saying, well, you know, based on what we're seeing here, it, it's difficult to it's difficult enough to make content for your regular like purchasers, but then adding a second, you know, content streamline just for surveys just was too much. So we said, well, yeah. let's just keep it all together. Um, so that's a, a example of how I wouldn't do it. Um, I have seen some ways where folks have um, implemented surveys where it's like, um, you know, if you dislike ads in your game, you know, take a survey and we'll remove ads for the next four hours or something. So for the people that don't want to spend that, you know, two to $3 purchase to remove ads permanently, they can take a survey and get rid of them for the you know rest of their session. So that's definitely an interesting, you know, way that we've seen folks incorporate that. Is that typically for a casual game or is it like what kind of ads are being removed? The, like the interstitial ones after you finish a round or is it banner ads? Yeah, usually more of like a casual game. So it might be banner ads, it might be interstitials. Usually interstitials drive more people to be irritated enough to take a survey than banner ads, um, but it could be both and. I like it. Okay, cool. The, the other thing I wanna move on to is, yeah, I, I agree with you. One thing that you pointed out was going crazy with another currency, like that's probably not a good idea either so the all right let's move on to this app this horse riding app right here and i'll just we'll just look at the the app store presence first and then kind of go into it so the question from which tick is generally my app is growing each year more revenue and users but we'll like to speed up the growth awesome congratulations that's really cool which so let me zoom out a little bit so we can see it all in one i love the screenshot i love the icon i think it's really done well done horse riding tracker okay save all your rides track your sessions on iphone so it looks like it's for people who love riding horses and they can track everything and sort of like strava for people who love riding horses is that what you got too tom 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got. Um, I was looking it up. So we use Apptopia just as like a app uh, analytics tool. Um, and I don't know how accurate this is, but it you know the app has thousands of DAUs and, and thousands of MAUs. So pretty good like number of people, more than I expected actually. Um, but I, I don't really know how many people actually ride horses. Um, but more DAUs than I was expecting, uh, for sure. Um, so, you know, it seems like a lot of the revenue comes from the kind of premium subscription style stuff in here. Um, let's take a look. So, just looking around for it, let me see if I can find it here. Okay, no session save. Check out sample session only while using the app. Okay. Whoa, I didn't. I was didn't know I was going to yeah. go straight into start. So if he's making money, great. Here, let me let's look for. Um, I can't. I couldn't actually find how to get to the subscription thing. So like that was my my biggest thing that I was gonna kind of point out. Like it should be super easy to get into that, and I might even almost force every new user to just like sign up for like a 30 day free trial that just goes into the automatic subscription unless they cancel it kind of a thing. Um, right. Because really you want every user that's using the app to be on the subscription plan. That's going to significantly increase your, um, you know, your revenue there. Even if the subscription plan is a couple dollars a month or something like that, if you have all your MAUs, or 50% of your MAU signing up for that, you're going to see a significant increase in revenue. Um, Agreed. Look, we can't find it and we're trying to look for it. And one of the best practices, so I'm kind of, as we can see on the app store, they do have subscription plans. And here, I guess he's been testing a couple of different price points. I like, and I'm assuming that's what this is because I can't find it on the app. How do you, maybe we'll go in the me section? Yeah. So right when we opened the app, you had this you let me point this is the main screen and when i didn't have any sessions it just said play a sample session that's a great way of promoting so because there's so much white space of promoting your subscription plan like i see this all the time with subscription-based apps it's it's like okay where's the premium plan like unless i'm sure unless i do like five or six rides then i'll be hit but then also look at the data to see how many people actually hit that point because we know there's data out there that day one retention, retention rates are really poor on apps and we lose a lot of our users for a niche app like this. I'm sure your retention is really high, but think about ways that you can monetize your users because if you monetize them early on, they're more likely to, to come back to your app too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I still can't <laughs> find the subscription. You still can't find it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, there's a few like free texting calling apps out there um that get promoted and like as soon as you get in you have to like sign up for the subscription plan and that's probably what i would do with something like this or at, at least promote it very actively and like after your first run you know get them into that but why not just like on the intro page sign say oh you know sign up for the subscription plan and just have it like forced yeah. And it's a, you know, 30 day free, they can always cancel it. So you shouldn't, you know, really irritate your users. Um, and then just focus on providing value. You know, if you, if they're paying the subscription, just give them the things that they want. Uh, but I think as you're getting, you know, 10, 20,000 downloads a month, like 
imagine if even 5% of those are converting to a subscription plan long-term for $5 a month, that's a, a pretty significant, you know, increase in revenue month over month. Um, and I like this app. So there's, this is the motivation app, but I love how, you know, it's all free, but there's a little subtle way that I can get to the premium, right? So it's always shown right here at the very top. And that's how I would start to do it with this app. It's like, make it known, make it visible. Maybe it's up top right here in this top right corner. But right now it's, you've got good downloads. It's a great looking app. I love the style of it and it's very niche. So people are going to buy because they love it, right? They're not, nobody's going to download an app that they don't love trying to track it. And so I would, I would push the subscription a lot more too. Okay, cool. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's pretty good. Like it, yeah. it does pretty niche. Uh, like you have really good ratings from users that are, you know, in here and stuff, they seem very happy with the app. So, um, yeah, the only other thing that I thought was like a little weird was when I try to do leave feedback, so your email account is not set up. And then like, how do I do that? Like, instead of flagging me there, like, could you just take me to where I need to set up my email or let me do that? Cause I don't see anything under me and stuff. So, um, streamline a little of those like usability things, but the main thing for me from a monetization perspective, like you're getting good downloads, everything else is optimized, like just force them into that subscription plan or at least make it very, very visible. And like after every ride, like pop up a little screen that's like, oh, here are all the extra benefits you can get. Um, yeah, yeah, completely agree. Cool, it's a good looking app. Congrats on the success. All right, we've got some comments coming in too. All right, oh, Wojciech is here, cool. All right. <laughs> Didn't see it, which like, all right, here's what I said. To enter subscription, click on one of the sessions, even with zero distance, and click on high speeds. Okay, let's do that. Uh, let me change it like this way. And then high speed, one of the sessions. What speed are you talking about? Oh, high speeds, okay. High speeds, no high speeds okay. reported. Ah, this pro feature, subscribe to unlock. Yeah, that's nice. I want to show all the features that they get here too. Oh, wait, why do you, you have more than I do? Mine is like just this one. Oh, really? Maybe they be testing? Oh, if I do try now, maybe I see more. Oh, yeah, $2 a month. That's awesome. Yeah, just force people into this. That's, that's cool. So now, one week trial. Watch tech. This is a great looking pricing page. And this is what I've been saying that I think this is the future of pricing pages. So right here at this back, I would probably remove it and just put a little X up top because it's, it takes up too much space up top. In my opinion, like you can put this up a little bit and put a little X in the top right corner, right here, top right corner, rather than, you know, like that way I can see more of it up top. So it's a little subtle change. And then, White horse track everything. I like it. I think the text here is a little too dark. I mean, too light. It's hard to read this. So I wouldn't, I try to make it a little bit like a darker gray. I love these social proof. Great stuff. I love this again. I think you just have to show this more. I love the way that you've laid out the pricing. There's no reason why I wouldn't sign up for a year trial. 
because the pricing is so similar. This is what I, I love this pricing trick because I've used this in the past and I'm, I'm recommending to a lot of different people now, but this is a great pricing page where the prices are so similar to the year that we're all irrational humans as humans, we make right. emotional decisions. So like, we're like, I'm just going to go for the 20, I'm going to 2399. Like, why wouldn't I do that? Because it's just like so much cheaper. And so try for free. Great. Let's see what pops up. Okay. So one week trial and then I get it. Yeah. You just have to show this pricing page more. You'll, I guarantee you will double, triple your revenues. If you just make this pricing page a lot more visible, show it on the onboarding process. Right. When I open the app, show it on that main screen that Tom showed, you'll make more money guaranteed. Or tumble by coffee. Yeah, the only other thing you might do. So this is behavioral economics 101, fantastic implementation. Um, the other psychological trick that you can use on your users is fear of missing out. So if I go to hit the X here, um, you could hit them with like one more little thing that's like, are you sure you want to cancel and miss out on all these great features and kind of mm -hmm. list them there? Because as humans, we don't like missing out on stuff. Um, uh, the only other thing that I was thinking about with this app is it's very niche. And I assume that horse riders all kind of, you know, like to bond together. So if you could add some social elements to this, maybe like, uh, oh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah. Social elements. I think you're going to increase your retention and stickiness. And like, also as a horse rider, like if I could find other people to ride horses with, like that's going to be great for me. And I'm going to stick around with this app for a long time. So um, cool stuff. And you could hide that behind the subscription too. So you get all your really avid yeah. fans subscribing and able to connect together. That's a good idea. Hey, what's, that, what's winning right now? So that short page that Tom saw or this long page that I just saw, just curious. And I love that idea. I know when I downloaded, I think it was Nike Run, but to share, to see the different routes that different runners are taking in my neighborhood, Tom, I was like blown away. I was like, what? This is so cool. And these are the routes. Like I've never even discovered these routes. So just that it's like, you, you want to stay on to the app longer just by seeing other people's activity. It's just this weird psychological things like, whoa, there's a big community here. I want to, I want to stay on. Yeah. And I, I also talked about this here. I'll show my, one of these other apps. So I, I use, I'm inter, I intermittent fast every day. And just this little simple thing where it says 7,300, you know, thousand people are fasting with zero right now. That's, that's like, okay, that's the, the smallest thing you can do. But I love Tom's strategy idea of, you know, like showing other people's routes. So there, how many people are taking this? So some social elements are really key here too. Let's see if he is coming on. All right. Uh, let's see what he, he said. Subscription screens opens when you click on one of the pro features like map. Okay. I think you should be more aggressive on that. Force it. If you, if you want to feel over aggressive, download coin master and play that game for a little while. Every time you run out of spins, they hit you with like four or five like purchase screens. And then look at their revenue and see that, oh, they're making like $60 million a month. So maybe there is something here. Um, so think about it. I want to give a shout out to my son who ended up joining. Yes, my son, we got 13,000 subscribers now. Woohoo. All right, we got a question for Tom. What do what should I do if I publish my casual game has a hundred downloads and I want to grow it with ASO? Hmm. Well, I would start by looking at 
you know, okay, I have a hundred downloads. How many people actually got to my page and looked at that? Because I think it's a very different story if like 150 people got to your app page or 10,000 people got to your app page. Um, because, you know, if you have 10,000 people coming and only a hundred people are downloading, well, then you're losing out on a lot. So you really need to pay attention to like the title and the description and the screenshots and the stuff that you have there. Uh, but if the people that are coming are for the most part converting and downloading your app, well, then you have a pretty good page. And you need to focus more on the keywords. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of a fan of, can I find a way to do some level of paid acquisition, at least especially for like newer games, um, just because, well, one, you need a certain number of users in your app to actually have data that you can use to optimize your app further because, you know, 100 people is not enough to statistically know anything or did you run any tests on. Um, and, you know, if you can find a way to acquire a user for a dollar and then earn $2 on them, uh, then you can properly grow your business. Uh, but the first two things that I would think about if I'm thinking about ASO is, are the keywords working? towards getting people to my page. And then of the people that come to my page, how many of them are actually converting and downloading my game? Yeah, I agree. And I think it's it's a little bit difficult with games in ASO, depending on the type of game you have, like crossword or logic puzzles, or there's a different category of game that people are looking for, great. But if not, I agree with Tom, like sometimes with games, you have to figure out the paid acquisition model. You have to really focus on your retention, your monetization, and you sort of need a paid channel to help you grow some of these things. All right, Tom, we got a winner. You, you, what do you think is winning? The the long one? Here, let me go back to this. The long one that I have or the short one that you saw? I would be surprised if the short one's win the winner, but I have been surprised before. I okay. feel like the long one with the social proof, I don't know. I felt like I trusted that one a lot more. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So Wojtek said, thank you, Wojtek, for calling it my version. Steve's version is a winner of A-B testing. Soon there will be just Steve's version. Thank you, Wojtek. I like that. Steve's version. Name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Joe said to, and I want to kind of highlight this because Joe always has some good insights. The screenshots, the app store screenshots of for horse riding tracker don't speak to horse riding. Why not have imagery of people riding horses? That's a good point. I I like the screenshots. Like I don't have a huge problem with this, but I think it would be helpful just to show somebody riding a horse just to be like, boom, that's what it is. But I got the app right away. So I don't know. It wasn't a big deal for me just as much. Yeah. I guess I wasn't perusing a, the page like as a horse rider. And I kind of understood that like it was for horse riders, but I don't know. Again, you could just run some surveys on your audience. Uh, we actually have a new tool called userwise.io where you can actually survey your own audience and like segment uh, users and such. Um, so if you wanna check that out, you know, happy to get you a, a free beta license. Um, but uh, within there, you can like survey your users and segment. So like if I see that this, these users are, um, you know, doing a session every day or so, I could give them a survey and see like what brought them to my app or like what was appealing to them or you know what did they connect with and understand and then i can use that to go back and better cater to those people that are really engaged in my app and using it you know really closely um, so definitely something to think about you know using the survey data to understand what your users are saying so you can better tailor your uh, app store experience towards other folks yeah so yeah here's userwise.io 
Yeah, I think these are super helpful. I'm so glad that you guys are doing this, Tom, because you can use some of the ways that you can use some of the surveys that you've been, you have like, you know, meditation apps, they like go, why are you downloading this app? And one of the strategies that we've seen good success with is when you have these surveys and people do, you know, answer them, use the same words that they're using. So for example, if for this horse riding track, like I want to save all my rides so I can remember how fast I rode, right? So then you say, on the screenshot, not save all your, like, remember how fast you rode, like remember your past rides and how fast you rode. So you just regurgitate what your users are saying, and you're going to see an improve in conversion rates on that. And you can even utilize it in your, like this page, right? Watch tech. You can say like track everything, whatever people want, you can sort of modify these check marks and these benefits to the reasons why people say they subscribe to your app. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, he's got a page here for heart rate and I assume that that's the horse's heart rate, but maybe it's the rider. I, I don't know anything about horse ride, back riding other than how to like get them to stop and eat grass and poop. Um, my wife likes to make fun of me. It's like every horse I get on just like likes to eat and poop and not go anywhere. Um, but you know, that heart rate page, like maybe that's super important to users who are going to subscribe and, and be there. And so maybe you even double down on that as like a feature or something like that, or, you know, maybe they don't really care that much about, and you can replace it with something that they do care about. So, um, understanding your users and what they care about, super important. Yeah. Love it. Okay, cool. Do do do. All right. So let me go through Adam said, good thought, Joe also inside the app, some really nice photos of pastures or horses might be added to the experience. Eh, I don't know. I think that it's okay right now, the way it looks. I kind of like it. I like how it's clean. So that's my personal take, but I think it's good to, to test. All right, let me see if what other questions there are. Was that useful, Wojciech? Let us know. And congrats on all the success, man. Like, looks like you had a ton of other apps too. Do, 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 do. All right, Shivan says, please check out Binary Fun by Petra Apps on Google Play. Shivan, look. You know, go check, go fill out that form, roast your app. We'll check it out. So that's the best way of doing it. All right, let's see. Any other questions? Cool. All right, let's get to this one. And Tom, you're going to have to shoot share your screen with this. But whoops, let me go to this. All right. All right. Legend of WWE. Play the number one download W Legend. I don't know what this app is. So I'm, I'm waiting for you on this. But yeah. I, from the onset, I have no idea what this app is. Let me see what his question. It's not making me any money as I want. Okay. <laughs> so let's take a look. I think it looks like he's, let's see how many downloads he's getting. 10,000 plus. So, okay, decent. But let's see how we can help him make more money. One, obviously get more downloads. And then let's take a look at the app and see how we can get you to make more money. It's trivia. I just don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's a wrestling game. I, I have no idea what it's, what it's about. That's the first takeaway for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let me share my screen and you can actually see what the app looks like. All right. Is that working? Let's see. Yep. Let me add it to the stream. Boom. Yep. All right. So this is the emulator here and we've got the app up. Um, so it looks like the app is kind of a, a trivia like game where you've got to guess different like WWE stars. So I think I can do this first one, which is The Rock. Cool. 
And so it looks like there's the ability to, so I got a, a coin here. I can double my rewards or I can continue. It's like a forced ad. Um, so I'm really like all about the new user experience. So a forced ad after the very first, very easy thing to do, you probably really impacted your retention rates. And if you look at game data, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people just uninstalled the game right there. I would have. Um, so maybe that makes you the money, but I feel like if you can keep players around a little bit longer, um, you're gonna be able to net more than that like one cent that you just spent there. Um, so I got a coin for doing that. Um, so if I use hints, um, okay, so I don't actually have it here, but on my phone, there was a, the option to watch a video. Oh, coming in here for, for 30 coins. Okay, so um, I get one coin for answering the question and I can double it in exchange for watching a video. But yet I can come in here and I can get 30 coins for watching like the same video. I would never double the coins once I figured this out. Um, so I would try to make these like blended a little bit more because really, if you can do it right, they'll watch two videos to get that one solved answer. Um, so instead of giving, you know, 30 coins there, maybe you give 10 coins for each question answer, and then you give them, you know, another 10 coins for doubling it by watching the video. And then you give them like 15 or 20 coins, or eh, maybe just 10 coins again, um, in exchange for watching the other video. So you still get those like 30 coins and the user can still use that hint to solve the question, but you're now getting two video views instead of one. Um, so that's something you could do there. Um, let's see. All right. Hopefully this thing will be done soon. I'm always hesitant to like play around with video ads because everyone's just like, oh, I'll make this go away. <laughs> It's so true. It's they're just, they're getting so clever too. I'm like, do I have to tap this to make it go away? Really? Oh, they're super clever. All right, so I, I got my my thirty coins. I can solve it. So that's Brock Lesnar. I could do that yeah. again, but I'm not. Um, and so it it kind of seems like this just like you know keeps going. Oh, so on. We're supposed to guess who this person is. Yeah, basically. So if I was like a true WWE fan, which my parents never let me watch it as a kid, so I haven't really gotten into it. Um, you know, then you can do get coins and looks like you can buy coins and stuff. So, um, well, I would say, you know, consider adding some other options here, like offer walls and rewarded surveys, you know, could be good. Um, tweak the amount that you're giving for each right answer and tweak the amount that you're giving for a full video view so that they're a little bit more in sync uh, because you're never gonna get those double rewards once users figure that out. Um, probably my biggest problem with this app and why you're not really seeing that long-term revenue is like, there's really, it doesn't seem like there's anything else to do with this app or anywhere to go. There's like a level three, but um, what does that mean? There's no leaderboard so that I can see somebody's on level a thousand. Um, there's no like main page where there's like objections. There's no progress or goals. Like at least in a typical like trivia app or like a uh, puzzle solving app, there's like a stepwise journey where you're like working through things. Think of like a, you know, Candy Crush Saga kind of a thing. There's really like no quests or goals. There's no social elements. So like 
if I really like WWE, I could like test my skills for a while, but at some point you're probably just going to get bored and quit. Um, and so I'm not going to really spend money or watch ads or whatnot. I'm just going to quit and not stick around anymore. So um, I think having those social elements, something about progress or goals or leaderboard or something to tie it in is, is crucial because, uh, you know, I'm going to do this for maybe like five minutes and then go do something else that's more engaging. Yeah, it's not challenging. Like we've seen different types of apps like this. Like it's like guess the logo and that's cool. But it might be like right now it's just so easy. Like if I'm a true WWE fan, which I must be because your app store presence says w Legends of WWE, everything points to WWE. I probably know these characters. Like this isn't hard for me, right? So like what is challenging? Maybe make them pixelated. Figure out like or here's their finishing move and you don't see their face. But this this is easy. Like there's no time limit either. And so unless there's a time limit, like you can take as long as you want, Tom, there's a time, no time limit. Then yeah, what, no where is, where's the fun in this game? Yeah. I mean, if you made this uh, more of like a, almost a real time strategy or something where you're facing someone and you start it as like a super pixelated thing and you have four choices and the pixelated slowly, you know, becomes a little bit more resolved and you're racing to guess who is it first? But if you guess the wrong thing, you get it wrong and you lose against them. You know, think of like the trivia crack experience kind of a thing. You know, something like that where it would be a lot more engaging and actually test your WWE knowledge and skills and everything, you know, all in the same case. But like this isn't very engaging. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Cool. Uh, I think we're, I think we covered everything on this as well. So. Yeah. And there was a, oh, Tom, here, let me, let me ask you this question. Let me, so I'm going to, let me move things around. Boop. All right. Hey, I get this question all the time. You know, how do I grow our downloads? And you've seen it too. How do I grow our downloads? How do I grow your downloads? How do I grow our downloads? And I always think like, maybe it's persistence. Maybe it's learning from your failures and building that next app and continuing to learn from each experience. And too many times I feel like, developers always focus on their one app and they're like, I'm getting only hundred downloads. What else can I do? What else can I do? They get so focused on that one app and trying to, you know, just bang their head in the wall. What do you think about it? Like what kind of advice would you give somebody who's like, how do I continually grow my app? Cause that's like the number one question I get. And when I look at their app store presence, you know, like sometimes it's not that great. So I have a couple thoughts. So if the app that we're talking about is a game, um, I would first look to someone like Voodoo or Rolik with their hyper casual approach where they basically will turn around a game within two weeks and they'll test it. You know, they'll drive some downloads and they'll see what sort of retention rates do I have uh, because they realize that, you know, if you can't have a certain LTV and a certain CPI and a certain retention rate, they're gonna kill the game and they're gonna move on to something else. And so, you know, they'll test tens, hundreds of like different app ideas before they find the, you know, couple that actually work out and then they pump, you know, money into it and stuff because it'll actually grow and scale and work. Um, and so, you know, this approach works, you know, at a smaller scale on like Supercell, like they'll have small teams making many different apps and stuff. And most of them are killed internally because they're just not that fun. Um, and so I think, 
getting too attached to a game or a game concept is really bad. Um, it's easy to do, very easy to do. Um, but players ultimately have to be the ones that decide, is this fun? Because if it's not fun, your retention rate is not going to be there. And it doesn't matter how many downloads or anything else that you're going to have. You're not going to be able to build something long-term with it. Um, the second thing that kind of tangentially goes into that, I don't think downloads is the metric you should be looking at. I think it should be your long-term retention metrics because, you know, if you're losing 80, 90% of your, you know, players in the first day, um, versus, you know, if you're keeping 80 to 90% of the people for your first day, you're going to be able to stack those and like even getting a hundred downloads a game, you're going to end up at a much higher, you know, user base, uh, because those people are actually sticking around because it's an engaging experience. So, um, that, that's kind of what I usually try to think about is don't get attached, let, and get your app out there as soon as possible and let actual people play and engage and test them out and see, you know, does it work? Is it worth pursuing? Or is there some change or pivot or thing that I need to do? I love that advice. I completely agree with all the points. The sometimes you just have to figure out and retention is the most important thing. That's why we're sort of changing our conversation from all this growth talk to all the retention stuff and how do you bring users back? Love it, Tom. The website, if you guys want to learn more about everything that's going on, and Tom, I want to learn a little bit more about UserWise, is theorinreach.com. Go check them out. They're going to help you add rewarded surveys. Tom's a great dude, as you guys can see. So if you just reach out to him and say, like, check out our game, how do I incorporate it? He's going to give you the best practices on how to really incorporate rewarded surveys into your app and grow that revenue. Because, you know, video ads great, but rewarded surveys is going to pay you out so much more than a, a video ad. And then what is this UserWise? Tom. So userwise.io. Oh, I could talk about this for a long time. Uh, we got some really, really cool stuff coming. Um, the very basic beta version basically allows you to push over all your segmented user data into our system and then target like polls and surveys to them. Uh, one of the biggest issues we have with surveys is not being able to combine what the person is saying to what they've actually done in your app. And so UserWise allows you to push over that data and then target on it so you can say, okay, I only wanna to talk to players that purchased this thing or engaged in this event or whatnot. And then you can actually pull that data into your existing analytic system or use our tool um, to see like, okay, well, what do my paying players think about this versus my non-paying? Because you know, if you just go by everyone's feedback, you might get a very different story than the people that you really care about. So helping you make the right decisions. Um, and then uh, we're in the process of really specking out a complete live ops tool to help you be able to do targeted offers, scheduling events, uh, analytics, just all of that live ops stuff that you have to do in today's, especially game market. Uh, but it's very difficult to do without you know tools that are built by like you know King or Playtika or whatnot. So we're kind of trying to make this accessible to every person. Um, so the example that we gave Wojtek when you said X out of that pricing page and then show like another FOMO offer, is that something that we can do within UserWise? Not quite yet, but very soon. Very yeah. soon. Okay. Kind of what you mentioned. All right. Very cool. So userwise.io, go check it out if you want early access and probably early access to those new features that are coming up. Userwise.io, theorem is the other website about rewarded surveys. So all that is linked up into the show notes in the YouTube description and on your favorite podcast. Tom, if the audience wants to follow up with you and say thank you so much for coming on, do you want to send them anywhere else? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys can always reach out to me. It's just 
Tom at theoremreach.com. Um, happy to chat through anything, you know, connect you with folks on our team to, you know, do a monetization deep dive on, you know, any of your apps that you have. But, you know, if you guys enjoyed this and hopefully you did, uh, go to, you know, our roast my app page and submit yours for our next one. Awesome. All that is linked up into the show notes as well. Thank you guys. I'm very humbled. We've been doing this for almost like 20 weeks. It's been amazing. Thank you, Quarantine, for making me, pushing me to do all this stuff. Tom, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. I really appreciate you. Yeah, this is great. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for watching. I'll see you next Friday, where we're going to talk to the folks at Geek Lab, where they provide A-B testing, and we're going to see what really matters. The long description, does it even matter? What kind of screenshots work best? The landscape versus the portrait. So you're going to discover all that next week, Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Thank you guys for joining. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.